This Big 12 Game of the Week edition, Utah Utes at Baylor Bears on the Big 12 College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our SGPN Free Roll Football Contest. Join our free season-long pick them up to $3,000 in prizes and a Super Bowl autographed SGPA helmet up for grabs. Sign-up link in the SGPN app. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag those tickets without the stress. Use the promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use the promo code CFBX. And we are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog, pick them in college or NFL. Win 20 times in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit up to $100. And last but not least, we're dra- we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. everybody back to the big 12 college experience part of the sports gambling podcast network we're on to week two in the big 12 talking utah utes baylor bears we got another matchup in the big 12 of a newcomer next year taking on i guess one of the elite eight the eight members that will continue in the big 12 if you're wondering who you're listening to i am moneyline mac aka the former former video coordinator for bob huggins and frank martin and join each and every episode in Utah. Utes fans, you're going to get used to this guy because, believe it or not, he was born in Provo, Utah. So he's on the other side of the Holy War. He's a, but don't worry, he's a walking contradiction because he also uh, lives in Morgantown. He is rambling Rush. Rush. Time to bring in the Utah Utes and the BYU Cougars old holy war. Absolutely. And I guess we're looking forward to having Bryn on the show talking about <laughs> this matchup coming up here. I guess we should have given her the warning that, yes. Uh, I purposely did not for this reason. Yeah, it's smart. <laughs> we get, get him in and then get him trapped and then we can let him know. Yeah, so, uh, yep, parent, parents went to BYU, brother went to BYU, was born in Provo. Uh, it's, it, it's definitely great that the holy war is back. Kind of yeah. on the other side, a team that's already in here, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to Joe here in a second, too. Uh, the altercation, Baylor being a Baptist school, so I'm kind of stuck somewhere in the middle this this episode. But, hey, it's all for all game, fun and games, it's, especially when it's the Big 12. So uh, getting excited for, for this year and, and next year, definitely. And that's why you're a walking contradiction. And that's Something why like it's that, right? Team. So, <laughs> uh, hey, a third man in the box. He's back at Walter's. Getting ready to go over to watch some baseball here tonight. He's got, uh, well, uh, family civil war everywhere in the Big 12. Stillwater, Norman, Austin, Waco. Uh, shit, he's got a seed spread along, whether it's in Orlando, Cincinnati. He's the Big 12 guru. Troy Tuning, what is up, man, from Walters in Washington, D.C.? Well, obviously, I'm going to have to work the, uh, the mute button again. It's pretty crowded in here because the Mets are in town, and everybody fucking hates those people. <laughs> it looks like it's a family affair on the camera behind me when fucking Captain Obvious and Big Pete show up half blasted already, just ready to ready to get involved in anything. But yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it might not make Bryn any happier, but maybe good for Joe. You know, I'm I'm actually a Baylor fan, even even after last week. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll hope for a little bit of a rebound here, but uh, maybe we'll get a little bit of insight from Joe to uh, make me feel a little better. And we have teased our guests long enough, welcoming onto the Big 12 College Experience. Uh, she, her name is Bryn. She is a host or one of the hosts over at the Utah Fans Podcast. So go follow those. Watch on YouTube.com slash the Big 12, or sorry, slash the College Experience. Uh, sees uh, their Twitter handles, her Twitter handle. Bryn, first, welcome to the show. Second, welcome to the Big 12. And I knew I surprised you with Rush being a BYU fan and Troy being a Baylor fan. I didn't include that. 
when I reached <laughs> out to you to come on this show. No, no, you didn't. That's all right. <laughs> hey, hey, dude, we're, hey, I, I, to make it clear, I was one of the biggest proponents of getting Utah to, to the Big 12. It's The Holy War is a very underrated rivalry. It's a great rivalry, and it's and this such conference madness, right, to finally get some of those rivalries back playing every year. Thank goodness, right? And looking forward to playing uh, here, probably starting next year at the Thanksgiving weekend, Black Friday every weekend. But, Brent, let me let me ask you: Is Utah back to back Pac-12 championships? Obviously, mm-hmm. all the crazy Big Twelve news going on. You just got your revenge on Florida. You're rolling. You guys are on top of the world. It seems like. And not only did you get your revenge on Florida, you did it without rising. You did it without a bunch of other starters. What's the temperature right now in Salt Lake? How's everyone feeling? I mean, last Thursday was so fun (laughs) for anyone who watched, you saw the stadium, it was rocking. I mean, it was just so fun. So fun to get that kind of revenge win because that last year that loss really hurt. So, um, you know, the Pac-12 is going to be so hard this year. I think Utah fans were realistic in that it is a stacked conference. It is not going to be easy. Three-peat is for sure the goal. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be really, really difficult. But we're on a high right now. I mean, last Thursday, you can't oh, beat yeah. that. Beating an SEC school, that, that doesn't get old ever. No, it does not. <laughs> now, um, I know the place was rocking in Utah on Thursday night, but do you think the location of this game has any kind of play to do with the outcome? I mean – Everyone was talking about maybe not having Cam Rising for this game in Waco and all that, and they get, you know, a, a backup quarterback out of Baylor. Do you think the location is kind of the only thing that could throw them off? <laughs> I Road games are always harder, you know. I mean, there's the comfortability of being in your home stadium, your home crowd, everything like that. And so, yeah, I think it can play a part. That's kind of one of the things that makes me a little nervous for this game against Baylor because – new stadium. We've never been there. New environment, new temperature, humidity, all that stuff that we don't really deal with here in Utah. Like, I I don't know. I've heard it's going to be like 110 degrees or something like that. So yeah, I think it can play a factor. That's what makes me a little nervous. And, And Bryn, I would say Kyle Whittingham is the best coach in America from a guy that likes to get down on a couple games and, and, bet a couple dollars. Kyle Whittingham is the best coach in the country at keeping his injury report discreet. Cough, cough, the game last year against Oregon State where the game kicked off and they go, wait, where's Cam Rising at it? He's just in street clothes. So uh, headed into this game, do you kind of get the sense that they knew that all along that there was no way Cam Rising was going to come back from that ACL injury? And it's kind of not that they're punting on the potential to play in the playoff, but is it all in on getting back to the Rose Bowl and hopefully winning the Rose Bowl for uh, in year number three? I think we lost Bryn. So maybe we can get Bryn back. Um, Let's go over here. We'll see if we can get Bryn back. I think this is a good time to see if we can get – we'll skip over to the Baylor side of things because – Coming on, we got. Uh, do we have uh, to? <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, we saw your guys tweet over at uh, at the Bear Den. So go over there and follow Joe Goodman and those guys over there. It has been a tough week. We are West Virginia fans, Rush and I. So we share the pain. We didn't lose as a four touchdown favorite. First of all, Joe, welcome to the Big Twelve Show, and. Uh, yeah, well, welcome to the Big 12 show. How are you, man? <laughs> yeah. Thanks thanks for having me on. Yeah, I won't compare losing a night game in uh, Happy Valley to, yeah. to losing uh, a home game <laughs> against a, uh, uh, you know, borderline FCS squad as kind of what we consider Texas State down here. Um, so yeah, it was, it was rough. Um, uh, Troy, sorry. I don't think I, uh, I have much good news for you coming up on this week, uh, based on what my expectations are, but I am jealous that it looks like you've got captain and Tennille hanging out behind you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Joe, I will, so you may or may not know Troy's Troy's mother went to Baylor. I chose Baylor as my dark horse this year. Um, that's not looking too great right about now. I don't need to remind you that. So this is, don't get me wrong, a, a very pro Baylor podcast. And I will to clarify something. Chose him as my dark horse 
for the Big 12. So, hey, put Texas State aside. Uh, don't don't have to – doesn't affect their Big 12 record. But obviously, we, news came out. Blake Shapin's out two to three weeks. Where, wh- where does this go from here, especially with Utah coming to town? Man, I don't know. This was one of the games that I had, like, circled for years now. Um, you know, we were coming out of, like, the Bryles era scheduling. You know, it takes forever to get actual decent scheduling because these things are planned mm-hmm. so out, so far out. So we had just, just dog shit scheduling for the longest time. And uh, so it was finally, like, we're getting Power 5 people in here. Oh, we've got Utah coming to town. We've got Auburn coming up. We've got Oregon coming up. And then you just lay the egg like you laid last week. And it would be one thing if we had gone out there and it was just G.J. Kinney, the head coach of Texas State. He he led the world in points scored and yards in the FC, FCS last year at Incarnate Word. So it'd be one thing if he came out and it's just like, man, that dude just out-schemed us. And we just got beat by, you know, kind of a fluky game where they were throwing it all over the place. They beat us in one-on-ones. But, man, sitting in that game, we were getting blown off the ball on offense and defense by guys that – should not be blowing power five offensive and defensive linemen off the ball. We seem to be a little bit. Um, the offense, I'm actually not worried about, surprisingly, even with Shapen being out. I kind of like Sawyer Robertson, not to say that I think he's better than Shapen by any means, but um, I was not as low on Shapen as many were last year. Uh, but I think, I think Sawyer's got some skill. Jeff Grimes, former BYU. Um, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator he can really really make a, a quarterback look good and run a system to kind of help protect them with the running game but against a Whittingham coach defense how, as hard-nosed as they were going to be man my expectation was this was going to be some kind of dogfight where it might be a low scoring affair where it was just whoever won you just tipped their cap to them and said man you just you just beat the hell out of us today thank you you know we'll be we'll be better prepared for it as we go on but now I'm kind of at the point where it's like there's not a line on Utah high enough that I wouldn't hammer it <laughs> so the um the only thing that i'll bring up that my mother says all the time being very very clued in and like a very good alumnus for baylor is the team seems like they would rather play for sawyer robinson than blake shapen like maybe he's been around long enough that they kind of know what they're going to get out of him and they'd rather see someone else is there any hope to that at all like is, is there really a chance that they kind of open the playbook up with nothing to lose with Sawyer Robinson or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, if you listen to Dave Aranda's comments all off season, the one overarching theme has been around confidence. And I'm starting to wonder if it was like, he was trying to artificially build that confidence or build that belief from the rest of the team in him, because there's the fan base at least really did kind of give up on shaping last year. Um, so it, you know, it's college football, who knows backup quarterback comes in, does crazy things. As you guys saw a couple of years ago with us, with Chandler Morris coming in in a TCU game right after Gary Patterson gets fired, we're all sure we're going to win that game. And Chandler Morris comes out looking like Johnny Manziel, um, and eventually doesn't even keep the starting job. Max Duggan gets it back, takes him to the playoffs. So, um, I think we might have lost Joe now. <laughs> you gotta love technology, man. You always can rely Are we on using technology me too. Oh, I think we're li- uh, Joe. Oh, there, Joe. Joe's back. So yeah, <laughs> you gotta love technology. Just when you don't want it to fuck up, it will fuck up. Um, yeah, don't worry, it's not Joe- live or anything. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, yeah, nah. <laughs> trust, trust me, it's not the fr- it's not the first time something is fucked up on the college experience, and it won't be the last. Uh, Joe, let me let me transition this next one over to you. Dave Aranda um, takes over for Matt Rule. Come over, he defensive coordinator at LSU during uh, the Coach O special run there in uh, 2019. What's the fan base after the disappointing? opener last year was a disappointing how they finished six and three i mean it could a seat get hot here it, it by the end of uh, by mid-season maybe it is year number four and it is, and baylor is a texas school i think we lost joe so you know what we'll do we'll slide joe out until we get joe back and we'll bring well actually i gotta get us paid because the Big 12 College Experience is brought to you by DraftKings. You believe we had, shit, seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, I know. Um, the NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook is an official 
uh, sports betting partner of the NFL, and you can't miss an offer for one week. This uh, week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking up everyone with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single day in September. Check out the app and see what you get. Um, I kind of teased it, uh, Rush. I'm all over New England here. Home dog here, week number one. I will bet the Patriots here uh, getting more than a uh, – getting more than a field goal. So get over there, download now, and use the promo code SGP to sign up today. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's the code SGP on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official uh, sports betting partner of the National Football League. The crown is yours, and if you have a problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. State uh, restrictions apply. Gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. And if you're looking to go to the Utah Utes and Baylor Bears game this weekend, get over to game time because they got the best deals. If you want to buy tickets for your favorite events, it shouldn't be that stressful. Shit, everything's expensive nowadays. Get over there to game time. They can help you out. It's fast, easy to buy tickets, music, sports, comedy, uh, killer last-minute deals. Who uh, Planning's overrated. So if you want to be a procrastinator like myself, wait till the last minute, get the best price guaranteed so you can stop stressing over uh, the tickets, start getting hyped so you can have fun watching Utah Utes and Baylor Bears. Rush, you are a big advocate of the game time. I know you're ready to get down on some game time this fall for some football games. Absolutely. Football, always nice meeting Troy at Nationals or Capitals game. I guess we're, Troy, we're kind of, this episode's like an inspiration to the Capitals with all the line changes between Bryn and Joe. So, hey, hey, I like it. The the hockey line changes are back and hockey season's around the corner as well. Yes, Got a cycle is. on the go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, and make sure you use the code CFBX. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download the Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience talking Utah Utes and Baylor Bears. All right, we welcome back to the Big 12 College Experience. The Wi-Fi is fixed in Salt Lake City. Um, you know, let's hope. Jo- yeah, Brent and Joe, <laughs> common theme here. They both went out when it was my question, so maybe I'm the problem here. Uh, Brent, I don't even remember what I was asking, but oh, I do remember. Cam Rising, I felt like Kyle Winningham knew all along he was not going to play. They game planned all summer. I joked about how he always, Kyle Winningham, he's the best coach at hiding his injury reports. It's actually a skill, which means he runs a tight program, which I respect. Um, Do you get the sense that they're kind of just holding on to Cam Rising for Pac-12 play and it's all in on trying to get back to the Rose Bowl for number three? And if they get to the playoff, that's great. But with how hard the Pac-12 is this year with all those good teams, that's just gravy on top? Yeah, I mean – my gut is that Cam won't play this weekend. He won't play next weekend. He'll wait until conference play. I thought he would play last week. Um, I think you're right. Whittingham is just, that's a skill. I think he loves playing chess, like in his off time, if he has any off time. He's all about those mind games. But I don't think, I think you're right. I think they're going to hold Cam. I think if you can win without him, give him some extra time to recover. Um, we were able to win against Florida without him. So I think for these next couple weeks, I think they'll hold him back. And then hopefully we get full healthy cam for the gauntlet of the PAC 12. So two years ago in the PAC 12 championship, you played Oregon last year. You played USC. You played USC twice. Fantastic games, especially that first one. Um, this year on the schedule, of course, they're, they're not doing you any favors. You're at six USC, October 21st, and then you go back home to play Oregon. So, so they're definitely, uh, trying, trying to go after the, the, the top there. What is your, does, does the PAC 12 come down to those two games again? Do you expect to win both of those? How do you see those shaking out? And then, you know, the PAC 12 championship from there. No, I actually think the season's going to come down to the USC game, the Oregon game, the Washington game, 
the Oregon State game, the now Colorado game, who knows? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, even Utah has to play every one of those teams this year. Utah mm-hmm. definitely has the hardest schedule. Um, don't listen to USC fans. They think they have the hardest. Utah definitely has the hardest. Don't worry, we don't. Yeah, that, you, you don't listen to them. Um, this is not a pro-USC podcast no, by any means. Not ours either. But, yeah, going to the Coliseum, that's going to be hard. I think trying – we've beat USC three years in a row because we beat them the year before that. Mm-hmm. Beating them four times in a row, is it likely? Who knows? They still don't have a defense, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Playing on the road again, it's always hard. Playing Oregon at home – I can see us winning that but then we have to go to washington like the week or two after that as well so i the whole pac-12 season is just going to be such a big roller coaster and there's going to be massive upsets and no one really knows what's going to happen so i wanted to um really expand on the idea that cam rising isn't going to play until conference play and maybe even further than that because you said kyle willingham probably likes to play chess I think the way to get the motivation from the team has to do with they're expecting something like a Rose Bowl, but how do you get them to that next level of like final four or college football playoffs? If they go through the non-con without Cam Rising and they go to Waco and win this game, do you think that, you know, builds a lot of confidence? Up? <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. If we can – go 2-0, and and then we come back home and have a pretty easy win. If we can start conference play 3-0, and that's huge confidence going into Pac-12 play. But Whittingham is such a one-week-at-a-time kind of guy. Like, if you ask him about any of those games down the road, he will not answer. Um, and he builds that into his team as well. He knows that if you overlook a team, that's when you get beat. So but, he's, will, but he's got to be thinking about him, right? Like, as good of a coach as he is, you know he's got to be thinking more than one move on the chessboard. You know, I would think that his goal, the goal is always the Pac-12 championship. They don't look beyond it. They really don't. And because that's just like, it's out of your control. So the focus is Pac-12 championship. They'll do whatever they can to win the Pac-12. And then whatever happens after that is great. Now, as a fan, of course, I want to get us over that hump. We've made it to the Rose Bowl twice, which was so awesome. We lost both times. So we got to get to that next level, but that has to start with winning the Pac-12. Yeah, no, it, it, I, I love Winningham, and I, I'm, I'm rooting for Utah, and I'm not just saying that because you guys are coming to the Big 12. I rooted for Winningham before that. I love his brand of football. I hate the prima donna USC brand of football. I love when you guys punch them in the mouth every time you play them. That was beautiful last year when you knocked their asses out of the plot. That made my whole season. So, Brad, we'll let, before you get out of here, we'll put you on the spot. Um, and, yes, uh, those uh, in the chat, the chat is alive and well. Uh, <laughs> one is. sharp shark is on fire. Um, Brenda, put you back on the spot. Prediction for Saturday and – does Kyle Winningham, Cam Rising, and this veteran group, proud group, the last Pac-12 year, do they make it three in a row and get back to Pasadena and win it this time? So three <laughs> questions there. I put you on the spot three times there. Three questions. Um, and you need a I, score, too, because this is a gambling <laughs> show. <laughs> okay. Um, I think, optimistically, I'd like to say we're going to go into Baylor and win. I think – we're going to get some guys back that we didn't even have play in the Florida game, specifically on defense, like three of our defensive starters didn't even play. And so they've had the time to recover offensively. I think it's going to be a lot of what we saw same personnel playing that played against Florida, but I think we can go in there and get a win. Cause I know Baylor they're having a backup quarterback too, and they've lost some players too. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring. I'm going to say like 28-14. And then what was the third question? Can we win the Pac-12 again? No, will no. I know you can. Oh, will like, we? I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen you do it two years in a row. This is a proud <laughs> program. The final dance in the Pac-12. 
uh, unless you're Oregon State of Washington State. God bless them. But uh, <laughs> do you get it done once again and, and, uh, and get back to Pasadena? It all depends on Cam Rising. I hate saying that because that's kind of such the <laughs> cop-out answer. If he comes back and is healthy, yeah. I think I think we do it because I think this is the most talented Utah team we've seen. I think it's the most talented defense we've ever had, which is saying a lot. But we got to have that Cam Rising spark on offense. So if he's healthy and good to go, yeah, we're going to do it. And we'll beat USC in the Coliseum too. Oh, I, I love, love it. it. I'm, already, yeah. I'm, already look, I'm already looking to bet it. Everybody listens to me knows. <laughs> I have no problem fading USC, UCLA, Oregon, and why all the all the soft schools. I'm I'm about Utah and Oregon State, so I'm pulling yeah. for you guys and your guys' brand of football. Well, everybody awesome. well, go ahead, Brent. No, I was gonna say we're excited next year. We'll see you all yeah. again. We're excited to join. Yes, absolutely. And, and get everybody get over there. Quit wasting your time. Bren's giving us good information. And I tuned into the Utah fans football podcast today. Uh, you guys were recapping uh, the week one win and looking ahead to Baylor. So get over there, follow them. They're doing the Lord's work over there in Salt Lake City. Uh, Bryn, thank you for uh, taking time to come on the Big 12 College Experience. And you will be back because you are now a member of the best league in the land, the Big 12. <laughs> So welcome once again to the Big 12. Thank you, guys. Go Utes. <laughs> no. That includes you, Rush. <laughs> say it. Just say it. <laughs> go go Pac-12 Utes. Utes. Go, oh, go Pac-12 Utes. the conference Utes. is going to suck now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brent. Thank you. Thank you, thank Brent. You. Have a great one. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Get over there. Follow Brent and those uh, Utah Utes guys over there on the Utah Fans Football Podcast. They're doing great work. Uh, yeah, can't wait to have Brent back on. And you know what? We got Joe coming back on, but on the other side of this, because we got to talk about underdog fantasy, because it has a way to play along your favorite football team all season, along with their fantasy pick them. You pick uh, between two to five players, whether uh, select higher or lower, uh, then you usually just spend your Sundays doing what you're always going to be doing. That's watching freaking football from freaking one o'clock to not, uh, midnight, whatever, uh, depending on what time zone you're on. If you're in the mountain time zone, it's 11. You guys do the math. You're smarter than me. Uh, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. Um, Troy, any NFL props for, uh, for uh, week number one? Any guys you're looking to back headed into this NFL week one slate? I think there's going to be a pretty good chance that Patrick Mahomes scores a rushing touchdown as an anytime TD guy without uh, having Travis Kelsey there, possibly not being 100%. I think there might be a chance he, he runs one in. So I'm, I'm going to go with a rushing TD, an anytime TD from Patrick Mahomes. Love it, especially with no Kelsey. So, hey, Jayhawk fans, uh, uh, Wildcat fans, get over there, bet on Patty Mahomes going for Super Bowl number three. Uh, it was fantastic when he beat the Eagles last year. Uh, watch along, make your picks, and maybe you'll get a little bit of cash over on Underdog's mobile website, underdogfantasy.com. When you use the sign-up code, promo code SGPN, Underdog will uh, double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And last but not least, we're brought to you by our free roll. Uh, football contest, free season long, all season long in the NFL pick them contest, $1,000 for first place prize, 500 for second. And if you're a Patreon member, catch this, for the NFL season, your price can double up to $2,000 and $1,000. Plus, if a Patreon member wins a free roll football contest, they'll get an autographed full-size Sports Gambling Podcast helmet, which are pretty slick if you ask me, which includes guests like Joe Theismann, Hail to the Redskins, Bill Romanowski, Pac-Man Jones, Hale, West Virginia, baby. John Sally, Eric Metcalf, and LeGarrette Blunt. How about mm. that lineup? There you go. Uh, Rush is a big LeGarrette Blunt force Blunt trauma, baby. Yep. So get over like there. Sign up, in the link. <laughs> Sign up in the link with the SGPN app. That is the Sports Gambling Podcast.com. So it's Patreon to get uh, for your chance to double your prizes and win the weekly Patreon pickums. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience talking to LeGarrette Blount and the Baylor Bears. Uh, he has waited very patiently. He's got Before his Joe gets back things. on, we got to talk about how great this comment was. Shout out to yeah. Sharp Shark. <laughs> Shout out to Sharp. 
One Sharp Shark is one of the best comment trolls in the business. He, he, he gets at me and J-Mark every time on the NFL show. So get over there. Just subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. But we got to welcome back on the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Goodman from the Bear Den. Joe, we got the Wi-Fi fix. And I, you know what? I think you had bad energy the first time around because you were very negative about the Bears. I Let's cranked down that. my uh, I cranked down my my video resolution, so maybe that'll yeah. help. Also, by the way, I, it, you're talking about Patrick Mahomes picks, and you tell Kansas and Kansas State fans to go uh, to go pick Patrick Mahomes, and you forget the largest Kansas City fan base actually exists in Lubbock, Texas. Well, yeah, the, the Red Raiders. Yeah, good call. So Red <laughs> Raiders fans, yeah, they probably been on that like years there. ago already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who beat who, who beat Patrick Mahomes? Skylar Howard twice for West Virginia. Everybody that, beat just, Patrick Mahomes in college. Well, that, is, that is fair. But let us West and, Virginia fans have something, please. And that's when <laughs> Fade Cliff Kingsbury was a real thing, and everybody thought he was going to do well at the NFL. How the hell is he going to do well at the NFL when you can't win with Mahomes at Texas Tech? I digress. Anyway, Joe, like Bryn, uh, your Wi-Fi connection went out when I was asking a question. I won't take offense, just like Bryn, so um, – what was I asking? I already forget. Oh, hot seat. Hot seat. Yeah. Dave Aranda, uh, year number four. It's been an interesting tenure, two and seven. Then you win the big 12. You were hot last year, six and three. You guys were right there. I'm thinking, Hey, they're going to make another run at this thing. And then it just, the wheels fell off defensively. And then this is the worst thing that could have happened. Losing to Texas state. It is Baylor. Baylor, Waco, Texas happens to be in the state of Texas where I, people are very impatient with their football programs. Could Aranda's seat get hot here in the next couple of weeks, potentially? Yeah, it's already warm after yeah. last week. I mean, if we're being honest, the, the different group chats and friends that I have around the Baylor sphere, it's the, the conversations are starting. I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat today, yeah, that's but it's definitely warmer than it's ever been. And let's be realistic. Like, I think he's eight and 25 outside of the 2021 big 12 championship year, but a big 12 title, you know, it gives you some, some, some form of a leash. Um, it's hard to judge after one week, you know uh, it's, it's a terrible game. We, we looked awful. You go out and you beat Utah though. All sins are forgiven at that point. Right. Um, and everybody kind of forgets the Texas state. You're like, Oh wow. We, we just went out. We beat a, a top 15 team, a team that's won back to back pac 12 championships. Um, you know, as you guys were talking to Brent about a team that has legitimate playoff hopes this season. So if he goes out and wins that game, you know, kind of all sins are forgiven kind of thing, even if he loses it and it's close and then you go out two weeks later and maybe beat Texas and nobody will remember the Texas state game. So, uh, I think (laughs) you've got the opportunity here in the next, yeah, two games in the next three weeks to really, to really come back and say like, Hey, that was an outlier. And if you can do that, then, then everybody's happy again, but everybody's in a bad mood right now. Yep. So speaking of everyone being in a bad mood, obviously you just said if, if they beat Utah, especially if they beat Texas then everything's forgiven, it's just, you know, we, we messed up one Saturday against a lesser opponent. You know, we'll, we'll make sure that doesn't happen again type of thing. But how likely do you think that is? Like, does that, do you think they still kind of have that sting? Are they able to flush that one down the toilet? Man, I, the one fault of of Aranda that I I've seen since kind of day one, he's cerebral, he's intelligent, he can he's a great press conference. I would love to play for the guy. He's too nice, and it's it's something that we've all wanted. To, like, get upset, get mad. There was a there was a moment in the post game presser after this week where he was talking about how he didn't give Richard Reese, our starting running back, you know, freshman All American last year, enough touches because uh, Dominic Richardson, the guy that we had transfer in, had a little bit of a hotter hand, and he said maybe I should have given no. No, no, no. Don't apologize to a kid for not giving. Like, it's fine. You can give the, the, the hot hand the more carries. Like, you don't have to be the nice guy all the time. Be angry sometimes. Get mad. Um, but maybe that's just not his personality. Um, so, you know, the likelihood of it, I am i don't think we beat Utah. I really don't. I think I, – I just don't think a team that tough is going to line up. I was joking with a buddy earlier today that I think the kind of – the only opportunity that we have to win this game – this weekend is if Kyle Whittingham just decides that, uh, you know, there's no water in Gatorade because that's for the week and his whole team just gets a cramp in, in you know, 110 <laughs> degrees. Like, that's That was the joke I made earlier today. That's kind of like we do have the heat on our side, but I was looking at the weather. It's like 98 degrees in Salt Lake City anyway. So it's Ooh. not like they're they're hanging out in 80 degree weather right now. Um, it is 11 a.m. 
Uh, so, you know, it's a little bit of a, you know, a time clock game maybe for them. And they don't have the greatest success leaving Utah in the non-con. So uh, they don't have kind of the, the altitude advantage that they normally have coming down to much closer to sea level in Waco. So there's, there's a few little variables that'll happen there and maybe they get fired up. Maybe they're embarrassed and they come out and play their asses off. I don't think there's a huge chance they win that game though. I'm just looking for them to show some like gumption and want to an actual like fight, maybe some aggression and violence in this game. The Texas game, on the other hand, though, I think there's going to be some angels that come down from heaven and just play the game for us and do not let Texas walk into the SEC Mm -hmm. after beating us because there's just no way that'll happen. It'll be an emotional game. And even if we're turning into the Kansas of yesteryear, then then at least Kansas was able to beat (laughs) Texas, too. So that's what we'll pull off. Now, um, I would say after watching the Texas State game that the, the, the biggest weakness was what anyone that followed Baylor knew was going to be the biggest weakness, and that's their defensive backfield. Uh, not really Dave Aranda's specialty. I know he's more of a linebackers and, like, front seven kind of designing guy. But do you think that maybe that calmness of Dave Aranda helps in this moment after the loss? I mean, obviously it didn't help in, in the spot where they needed to possibly get mad or something like that. But do you think that the response will be a little more – I don't know, measured or so just because of the way that he approaches the game. It's very possible. I look at it this way, though. The calm demeanor is great in big games that mean a ton, meaning like you're going to a conference championship game or a big time bowl game. It's not going to overwhelm you. I want to see anger after losing to Texas State. That's just my opinion. But it's true. You maybe a lot of teams will go into that and they'll get maybe too upset and they'll over adjust. Um but you're right. He's not a safeties guru by any means. But that was the whole reason of bringing Matt Pallage back. He was the safeties coach in 2021 when we won the Big 12. He went to Oregon to go be the co-DC there for a season. We brought him in now to be the safeties coach again and now the defensive coordinator. Um, but it was the first time he's ever called plays. So maybe there's a learning curve a little bit there. Um, so who knows? Maybe we'll see some marked improvement and maybe that demeanor turns out to be a, po- a plus for us. But I generally look at the calm demeanor as being really beneficial when you're good and everybody's gunning for you, not necessarily when you're not performing well. Yeah, they, I, I think you make a good point. And, and by the way, um, when Texas loses to Alabama this week, you're going to knock them out of the playoff in two weeks. So we oh, already absolutely. grabbed it at yeah. plus eight in, in the preseason. They're really going to give us a good number now. That thing's going to be 13, 14. Hammer that right now. That, that's a Sikkim Bears uh, angel moment, as you say, Joe. My goal is to art uh, is to usher in the Arch Manning era. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love it. Yeah, no, you're going to start the downfall of a uh, five. It'll, seven be, last it'll be Malik Murphy first for sure. Well, hey, we can. Might, that's true. We'll just have to get. Yeah. We'll just have to get both of them out of there, Troy. There you we'll, go. <laughs> we'll see if they both make it out of Alabama healthy. Not wishing an injury on anybody, obviously. But hey, they're playing the tie. We'll see what happens. But Joe, before you get out of here, just like I asked Bren, prediction on the game and how do you see um the season finishing out obviously this is not how you envision it starting like rush said this was rush's dark horse to win the big 12 that's still on the table there's plenty of uh situations where somebody drops a non-con like k-state last year do you think they get it turned around and do you think they went on saturday i don't think that you think they're going to beat the youth so i I'm not I'm not going to pick them to beat the Utes. The one advantage that we do have in conference, though, is that we have we have eight home games this year. Uh, we got mm-hmm. a, a crazy, crazy schedule. Um, so we have one point in our season where we play back to back road games. That's at K-State at TCU. That's going to mm-hmm. be really tough. Uh, we'll see if TCU's any good. You know, I think maybe the Colorado game actually might be an outlier for them. Maybe Colorado's way better than we thought. But um, Baylor does set up nicely schedule wise. It's not as easy as like an Oklahoma schedule, just based on the teams that we play. We do have to go to the bounce house and their very first big 12 home game. Um, but you're right. Like losing, losing a random non-con doesn't get anything off the table. Iowa state in what 2020, when they won the Fiesta bowl, they lost to Louisiana Lafayette in their first game. Yeah, so, got killed. Um, you know, there, there's history of something like that happening. And, and, uh, game prediction, score prediction. Oh, I'm going to predict it's going to be something like 35 to 17 Utah. Oh, so you're predicting a beatdown. So you and Bryn are both laying the points. Um, all right. Well, hey, I hope you're wrong because I want the big two. You guys, you guys, I hope need I am a, too. But a, I, yeah. 
as as a battered Baylor emotional fan, I, I've always learned just to take myself to the other end of the spectrum and just let myself be be excited. Kai, in your I see your chat question. I will yes, be tailgating at you. Brazos Parking across the street from the stadium. Hit yes, me up on Twitter. Get a, I'll get you there. Yeah, get, get, hit in. Good plug there, Joe. Follow no Joe. At, no, no rolling up in a boat. No, no, no sailgating this weekend. We might have. We were talking about having one for the tech game. We'll see. Oh, oh, I might yeah. have to sneak down there. Oh, yeah. I might need to get to Waco for that. <laughs> Send Texas off the right. FU way to the SEC. Follow Joe Goodman on Twitter at the underscore Joe at underscore Goodman. And go follow the Bear Den. Those guys are doing great work in Waco. Basketball season's right around the corner for them as well. Uh, the Bears are going to be loaded once again under Scott Drew. The uh, national champions in 2021. Kai, go see uh, Joe over there this Saturday for the Utes and Bears. Joe, thanks for stopping by the Big 12 College Experience. I can't wait to have you back on uh, at a future date. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for thanks so much for having me, man. This is a blast. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. All righty. Joe Goodman from the Bear Den. Go follow him over there. Um, those guys are doing great work. I, I listened to their show today. Uh, it, tough times. This is – Rush and I just did a post game on West Virginia losing at Penn State. Nobody likes to fucking lose. I, I think nope. we can all agree on that. Even if you're not playing, you, you, your chin's a little bit higher when you win, and when you lose to Texas State, that's that's a tough show. So those guys, professional effort, and uh, and found a way to keep it positive and and uh, right this ship on Saturday. All right, let's dive into week two, guys. Troy and Rush. Um, three lines that are not out: Southern Utah at BYU. Rush, any headlines? Coming into uh, uh, the second game for the BYU era in the Big 12? Uh, yeah, it'd be nice if the offense can score more points. <laughs> yes, it would, because <laughs> Keaton Slovis sucked ass on Saturday. He did not uh, look good, but all the defensive concerns, I, I had nothing. Jay Hill's defense looked great. So, uh, yeah, you better get the offense right because uh, Arkansas is on deck, and that could be a long Saturday if you're not ready for those. Ooh, guys. pig suey. Mormons going to the pig suey to roast some pig. That could be a bad duo. All right, the Dukes at the Mountaineers, uh, the first battle of Pennsylvania or Pittsburgh. Um, the first battle of Pennsylvania went to Pennsylvania, but we're trying to get two out of three. Rush back to you for the Mountaineers. I I've had enough talking Mountaineers. For yeah, time. and and <laughs> check out the Ryan and Rush show. We actually did a show right before this. We go live every Monday through Thursday. It's more of the West Virginia side of things. Uh, we had Zach Weiss on. He covers Duquesne football. Kind of got a breakdown of these guys. He predicted the score to be thirty-five seventeen. And I'll tell you what, uh, if it's thirty-five to seventeen. Uh, I might just disappear. You may not see me on the Saturday post game show, right? That's all puckered thinking but, about that yeah, score. <laughs> that could be fireable for Neil Brown. That yes, but hey, we're no bad vibes. Um, right, well, right before Pitt, bring in the interim coach and get everybody's couches fucking doused in lighter fluid. Abs- absolutely. So for this game itself, uh, offense. Let's let's see some firepower uh, and defense. Let's let's pitch a shutout or at least as close as we can to one. Uh, really give something to build off of going into pit. So uh, 35-17 is not going to do it. <laughs> no, that shit needs to be 55-17. Uh, Troy, to you. Nichols goes down to Fort Worth. Wrong place, wrong time here, Nichols. Uh, you going to put it on him here, Troy? This is wrong place, wrong time written to a T. I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine this spread being under 39. Yeah. I mean, TCU's offense moved the ball. They did fine. They just threw the they threw interceptions to maybe the best college football player on the fucking planet on the 10-yard line and, you know, fumbled a couple of balls down there. But it's not like their offense had an issue moving the ball against Colorado. And they won't have an issue against Nichols. This will be a get-right game to the max. I mean, whatever the line is, they're going to cover this. Uh, it'll be like 56-3 to three or something. Like that. I agree. Well, I, and I think what's lost, like the overreaction to TCU in Colorado, TCU rushed for almost 300 yards. If they had just kept running the ball, they would have they would have won. But and people are killing Kendall Bryles because he replaced uh, uh, Riley, who's over at Clemson, who had a bad night last night. Um, but I, I mean, they they scored 40 plus against Colorado. They, I'm looking at. Can they? Can their defense fucking step up a little bit and start stopping the run? So we'll see what happens with uh, with the frogs. All right. So those three games don't have lines. Let's move along to the first game on Friday night. 
The Black Unis of the Jayhawks prime time. Jalen Daniels back. Illinois, big fella, Brett Malima, rolling in there to Lawrence at the track field. Just kidding. I know you guys, you Jayhawk fans, don't have a track. Uh, I'll take this one, guys. I'm looking for Jalen Daniels. Um, Bean did a good job last week filling in. That, that, that offensive line, um, those weapons around him, that thing continued to roll kind of like last year. Um, I'm looking at how Jalen Daniels looks. Is he a little bit rusty um, that they didn't get to play that Missouri State uh, opener? I think he'll be fine because I think he's a mm. badass. But I'm also looking at can Kansas defensively be able to hold Illinois' rushing attack? Because last year, Kansas's defense sucked ass, and that's why they went 6-6. Six and six. So can they contain the run a little bit and just let Jalen Daniels cook? Troy, you got anything on Jalen Daniels? I know that's our guy. Yeah, I think the uh, the confidence in the team in Jalen Daniels after seeing the first six games last year is going to allow the defense to attack a little bit more, and maybe maybe they give up a few deep passes or something like that, but Illinois is not going to throw the ball all over you. Just stack the box, live with what occurs, and ask your quarterback to go out there and be the Heisman candidate that he is. Yeah. I'm Early line at three, I am all over Kansas at this. I would buy it up to nine and a half. I I, I think I agree with Troy. I don't know if I'd go all the way up to nine and a half, but uh, maybe I will. But I also think it could be what, what happened with Duke last night, like this basketball school. I don't think people realize how good Kansas is with Leipold. They've all got the seniors back just like Duke. So it's a national stage to prove how good this program is under Leipold. The other school in Kansas has a trap game. This this is a scary game, K-State fans. And I know you remember the Tulane game last year. Tulane, obviously really good, went on to the Rose or Cotton Bowl, beat USC because they just ran it right down their throat. But they dropped the game because they had Oklahoma on deck. K-State's got Missouri on deck. This is a, this is a tricky spot rush, don't you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw what uh, a former Troy coach could do at Troy <laughs> and not do at West Virginia. So I guess maybe there's something, you know, a little bit in the water at Troy. Uh, but yes, yeah, you're absolutely right. Ryan is potential trap game for Kansas State. Going back to the what we we're talking about with Bren earlier on the show, the Kyle Whittenham. Hey, take this one game at a time. And if they take it one game at a time, then Kansas State will be just fine. So. Either way, it's a lot of points, and we'll talk. Uh, we'll do an in-depth preview going into the week. So, uh, speaking of a lot of points, what the hell? Who who the hell is laying more than a field goal? Uh, Donald J. Trump will be at the Cyhawk Bowl this year, straight off the press release. He's betting the under is probably what he's saying, and I'm sure he'll release it in his statement before the game. Uh, Russ, you're you're the Cyhawk guy, or you're the Cyclone guy. What the hell's going to happen in this game other than 10 to 9? <laughs> Dude, I, I think we're going to be asking ourselves every Iowa State game, what the hell's going to be happening <laughs> in this game? Because no one knows. No one knows where the money's going. No one Who's knows what's capable. No, we don't know anything. But here's what we do know, that the grass is going to be long. It's going to be a grinded out slugfest. And the first team, the two safeties, wins the game. So that's what we know. <laughs> Talk about a perfect game for Trump to go to. <laughs> this is going to be a total shit show at this game. Oh, this is yeah. going to be fantastic. I can't wait to watch this game. Um, so, and on the other side, uh, Forenza's son, he's got to score 25 points a game. He couldn't even score 25 against Utah State. I don't know how the hell they're going to average 25. If he couldn't pad his uh, point total against Utah State, how's he going to do it in the Big Ten and against Iowa State? Go ahead, Troy. It's it's a chess move to force his offensive players. Like, he didn't want to put up 56 last week and give himself a cushion. Yeah, He wants to force <laughs> his players to know, like, hey, maybe this week we need 26. <laughs> I, I don't see how they get to 26. I thought Iowa State looked fucking fantastic. This plus, this plus four line stinks like none other, but it's going to be fucking awesome for teasers. I will tease a teaser. This plus four line is... For Iowa State, I mean, minus four for Iowa. This plus four line for Iowa State is workable. I like it. I'm with you. All right, Troy, back to you because Boomer Sooner, fresh off uh, scoring 777 points against Butch Jones. Surprised he actually has a job after that game. ACC's coming to Norman. SMU, the Stags coming in there. What do you think, Troy? What's a little headline we look out for here? 
Now, through all the previews we went through, I kind of pointed this game out as, you know, this could be a bit of a slip-up. I'm a big fan of the SMU program. Um, They turned down money from the ACC for, like, nine years. They're joining the ACC without taking money. So that tells you how much oil money there is at SMU. Uh, 16.5 seems a little big. I know what Oklahoma did against maybe what, like the second worst team in all of Division One football. I think they can score points, and the way that they, they looked with even the backup out there executing well, but I think it's a little bit of a farce. I think you might see uh, a bit of um, TCU out of this Oklahoma defense here against SMU. Uh, a few missed tackles. Maybe yeah. it's only like a 14-point game. I like it. I, 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 I like to fade teams after they score 80 or whatever the fuck it, it was. I mean, I, I, I think that thing has a way of evening out karma. Uh, it's coming to James Franklin. Moving along, Rush, to you here. This is an interesting line. This one kind of reeks at Pitts land more than a touchdown. Rush, Emory Jones, Scott Satterfield, they looked impressive. Taking the road, look ahead spot. For Pitt, because they got the Mountaineers Big on deck time. in the brawl. Look yep. ahead spot for Pitt. And can Natty didn't... pull it off? Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they, well, they can. They probably won't. I could see this being one of those games where it's just, there's really not a lot going on. Both sides aren't really scoring. It's like three to six at halftime. And then going into the fourth quarter, it's, I don't know, like 13-10, if that. And then it's going to be kind of who gets the ball last. Um yeah, uh, th- this is actually, I mean, even speaking of West Virginia, I'm glad we got Duquesne this week and, you know, they Pitt has Cincinnati because they can't be looking ahead in this spot, but they will be. So th- this is just going to be an ugly game. Actually, th- here's the question. What's going to be uglier, the Iowa-Iowa State game or the Cincinnati-Pitt game? They'll both be pretty ugly in different well, ways, but... The answer is Iowa-Iowa State. We, <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right, but... now. Ugly in terms of I could just see missed passes, receipt, just ugly. There's a chance the Cincinnati pit game gets really, really ugly if there's a Cincinnati fan that has the wherewithal to contact a pit fan and have somebody get Permani Brothers and then just dump Skyline Chili on the top of the Permani Brothers sandwich. You got roast beef, fries, sauerkraut, chili on top of it. And it's going to look just like the game is going to look when you sit down on the toilet afterwards. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think I, I think you're a madman if you lay more than a touchdown with Narduzzi. I've always said that. Just like I'm not laying more than a field goal with Iowa ever. So, system play here. Uh, and, and if you want to watch this game, you better go to Baghdad where you can get the Pac-12 network and the CW network. So, shout out to the CW network making their debut a lot of viewers uh, in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, they got the Pac-12 network there, freaking showing volleyball or whatever the hell they're showing. All right, game of the week, other than the one we just previewed. Um, I guess you actually probably this is the game of the week. Or There's actually a couple other candidates in this late window. The Ducks, uh, fresh off scoring 90 points against Portland State, ran the fucking score up. My God. Guns up, look ahead spot, rush. This is a great bounce back spot for the Red Raiders. Don't you agree? Texas Tech money line. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Simple Troy. as that. Texas Tech money line. Yeah, even even outside of that, I think it's at six and a half right now, and you should jump on that before it gets to seven, seven and a half. I, I really think this is a pretty big chance for Tyler Go Shuck yourself to show himself um, against his old team. Again, the reason why they lost last week is because he, he was looking at this game. Now we got to factor that in. He's been looking at this game. I expect him to perform significantly better, even though it's against Oregon. Yeah, this will be Shuck, uh, show, Shuck whatever you want to call him, is Super Bowl. Um, also, Bo Nix on the road. That That's back in effect. So, yeah, uh, look to back the Raiders. Grab it now. Um, but I think you can wait for a seven. I think the public will come all in on uh, Oregon. We will be on the Raiders. Uh, I think we know where we're going for here. Texas going down to T-Town, Tuscaloosa, Nick Saban. Uh, Troy, here we go. Is this uh, is this the moment they've been waiting for? Texas is back. They're going to beat Alabama. Revenge. Is it going to happen? If Malik Murphy makes an appearance in the second quarter or earlier, Texas will win this game. 
That's all I'm going to say. Quinn Ewers is not your guy. Throw the dude that looks like he's supposed to be a stud at quarterback that makes all the plays out there and let him go ahead and do it. Uh, that being like said, that. Alabama wins this game by three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you guys flipping on your uh, Texas preview prediction? All fucking day. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's amazing because everybody talked up yours, and maybe I'll eat my. Maybe I'll eat shit on this. Yours, oh man, yours is a big time thing. Top five quarterback. He still misses throw after throw after throw. He did it last year. He's doing it again. Shit has not changed, and he's. He's got all the answers, so maybe I'll eat shit and he'll ball out against Alabama. But until hey, I see it, yeah. First so like million dollar NIL. Yeah, Ohio for him. State. Yeah. Quarterbacks in week one that miss passes and they're consistently overthrown, you can kind of, oh, maybe he was amped up. Quinn Ewers misses passes like, uh, like a 20 handicap golfer misses fucking fairways. They just go wherever, <laughs> like – they go who knows where. Uh, no, if Malik Murphy can get in this game, and Malik Murphy can beat Jalen Milrow. If, 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 what's the – oh, no, no, no. What's the uh, – uh, yeah, Alabama's quarterback is Milrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Uh, Malik Murphy is significantly more talented than Jalen Milrow. Uh, if they can put him in the goddamn game and ride with him, I would not be scared of Texas – getting close to running the table, but Quinn Ewers is not, not him. Agreed. All right. That's enough Texas SEC talk. This one's a trap spot too. Houston coming off the big win in state rival or not in state rival in state little brother. Dana hits the road, JT Daniels and the rise. Who, who the owls um, uh, rush. I'll give this one to you. Are you a little Mm -hmm. worried here for our Cougars? Yeah, because they left it all out on the field against UTSA. They really Played had well. to to make a statement. They did play really well. Uh, and then they have TCU on deck and then Sam Houston. And so their their first five games are Texas games. Yeah, 10 points is a lot. I, I, I think Houston can get out of this, but I'm – anytime I, I look at a spread, and if my first reaction without even have to thinking about it is that's a lot of points, I know where I'm going with it. So – I'll leave it like that. Hey, we'll see. We'll see what JT Daniels is capable of. Hey, he's he's playing the Big Twelve schedule that he was. He might end up playing more Big Twelve games this year than he did last year for us. So, hey, we, you know, oh, we, we it, it's too bad the hand JT Daniels got dealt here. I, I really like the guy. I think he's a good quarterback. I think it was mostly injuries he was plagued with last year, and it just bad coaching, not a good situation. But I, I do wish him well, and I think you can cover ten points against Houston in this game, especially at Rice. Yeah, I think this is a tricky spot. Uh, I think uh, I think Donovan Smith is a worse quarterback than JT Daniels, and because of that, giving fair. a better quarterback ten points is a pretty pretty easy, not just a lean. Um, I think Rice has a chance of winning this game on the money line. To be completely honest, I agree. Uh, for the same reason that Houston blew their load in in week one this might be a bit of a letdown spot and I don't think rice is that bad of a team. They, they kind of made Texas look shitty. I think they could make Houston look shittier. And, and quick side note, this is a look ahead for Houston. Houston's got TCU to open up big 12 play the opener in H town. So that place to be jumping for next week. So, uh, all right. Uh, bounce house is going to bounce, bounce across the country into the blue turf at Boise state. Uh, Boise got their fucking ass kicked, but there's a proud program. They're good on that turf. Troy, tricky spot here for our very, very shiny Golden Knights. Very, very tricky spot. Uh, since the blue turf has been installed, Boise State is 182 and 39. So, um, yeah, extremely tricky spot. UCF goes up there and beats them by more than two possessions, though. Uh, you saw what a good offense could do to Boise State. Uh I don't think John Reese Plumley is that far behind Michael Penis. So, <laughs> yeah, Rush, any thoughts on the bounce house going up to the blue turf? No, originally I was on Boise for this game, and I, I, I'm probably switching over to UCF here, even with the spread. What we saw last week, and I know it was Kent State. I know their coach left. I, I know they have their issues going on, but. Plumlee's incredible, man. That that is uh, like Troy tried to warn us all off season, and and I of course I believed him, but like it's one thing like hearing something, and it's one thing seeing it. Just ask Ray Rice, 
And that Plumlee, like, it was incredible. Like, I, I think he can go up there. They can go up there and win by at least two touchdowns. I, I think it's something that we have to start looking into as we assess college athletes. He's a full two-sport athlete. He plays He's a bad pitcher for the baseball team. Yeah. And uh, he understands, you know, he can flip that switch. He can go from baseball to football. He's competing at a very high D1 level in two separate sports. He's obviously got the mentality to handle big moments. Yeah, this UCF team is starting to scare me. I mean, I said Justin Alzan wants to go quick, and that works in the Big 12 better than anything we know. Yes, it does. And in the nightcap. Oh, man, mm. I can't wait for this one. Oh, man, we got a quarterback conference <laughs> going out to the desert. He don't know who he's playing. He might be playing his fucking son. Coach Gundy, subscriber of the Big 12 College Experience. Uh, I'll take this one, guys. I'm looking to see who plays quarterback. He played all three guys last week. We'll see who emerges. We're going to be in league play before we know it. It's a, I mean, it, they're way better than Arizona State, but it's still road trip. Gundy going to be at the poolside, shirt off, got the mullet out at the pool. I, I but I, I I trust the culture and my guy Gundy to get out of there alive. We'll talk about the spread later in the week. Um, yeah, that'll do it, man. This is honestly week two might be the best schedule in all of college football, like the whole season. I was looking at some of the weeks. There's oh, a couple yeah. ones in November, but man, this is a loaded freaking schedule. It's it's um, redemption week for the Big Twelve, Ryan. It's it's more than a big schedule. This is hey, you got to show you. The Big Twelve clearly won the off season, like. Yeah. But hey, let's let's win this season too. So big redemption week. I especially you know Baylor goes out there, beats Utah. Um, a couple of those other guys that lost last week. You know TCU goes back out there. Uh, well, I guess they're playing Nichols, but I mean you know at least show us something that you're capable of. Obviously yeah. West Virginia put on a great thing for against Duquesne. And hey, you know, especially these bigger games like Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Kansas, Illinois. I mean, you you can you can make up for for what was lost last week easily with, with this week. So big, big week, a lot of pressure for the Big Twelve this week. Huge. And and speaking on making up for what you lost last week, um, we saw a lot of home dogs last week show up and and, and at least cover their spreads. There's plenty of home dogs to pick from in the Ooh. Big 12, but if you want to make market. some money up, Iowa State plus four at home and Texas Tech plus six and a half at home. Most of the time, you don't even have to look at the opponents in order to see those numbers and be like, man, this is kind of fucked up. I think I think there's a tip-off here. I, I, I'm starting to lean into your idea of a bounce-back week for the Big 12 here, Matt. Yeah, I oh, agree. Yeah. No doubt, and uh, save, save some of those. We're going to save some of those dogs for Thursday when we pick every single game against the spread. Just thinking about the lines right now, that's all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to beat – Big 12 gotta, parlay. Yeah, I, I will say we're going to have a sexy Big 12 money line dog parlay that we're going to queue up on Thursday. So you're going to make sure you want to listen to that whole show. We're going to have every game – this is a bounce back week. We talked about it. We won the offseason. Kind of felt ourselves. Got punched in the mouth a little bit here week one. Um, but it's time to bounce back. This is a Big 12, man. It's best conference a year round. Time to bounce back. Get a couple big wins. Statement week. Uh, before we get out of here, Rush, tell everybody where to find you before we come back on Thursday. At Rambling Rush, Twitter, Instagram. You can also follow the show Ryan and I do, the West Virginia Focus Show, at Ryan and Rush Show. Find, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we got some big announcements coming up for that show. And, hey, looking forward to a long Big 12 season ahead. Appreciate all your support. You guys can always find me on the uh, the X. It's not Twitter, Rush. It's the X. You can find yes. me on the X at Troy Tuning, just full name, T-R-O-Y-C-H-E-W-N-I-N-G. Or you can come over to Walters or Nats Park. Uh maybe even Capital One Arena. Um, I'm sure I'll even make a FedEx appearance this year. I, I think I'm going to go up there just not early on in the season where the staff is not prepared for a complete sellout that they haven't had in over a decade. I think I'm going to stay away from that for a, at least a few weeks. But, you know, uh, we'll be making fun of Texas, uh even making fun of Baylor. I mean, I put up a Baylor meme as a Baylor fan that was shitting on Baylor that 
did a pretty good amount of rounds. So I'm an uh, I'm an unbiased uh, content creator, I guess. I don't want to really label myself as that, but I think everybody I guess that's gets what it is. Logistics of what you're saying. You guys can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. Get over there, subscribe, smash that like button. We're we're doing the Lord's work over here. Each and every game in the Big 12, each and every week. Go check out the main show, the College Football Experience. I don't know if you guys saw fucking pick Dundee and uh, NC Nick had a hell of a week picking games. We picked some good dogs. Uh, Twenty and thirteen. Uh, all my locks. When, nah, when nah. they count, when they count my, uh, whenever tally counts my player props, I think it'll be maybe even now. I've got to be up there pretty high too. There are not a lot of player prop betters in the sports gambling podcast. I think you're the only one that does that. You and Noah. So shout out to I Noah did not Peter. miss a single player prop this week. Uh, the Jalen Daniels ones got canceled, so no big deal. Yep. And, hey, we'll, we're getting on Daniels again this Friday night. Uh, go go uh, subscribe to the FCS College Experience as well. We'll see you Thursday night picking games. I can't wait. I'm out of beer, so I got to get out of here. <laughs> Let it ride, everybody. 